You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries. They brainwashed our kids into thinking that anything can go. You know why? Because the governments and the powers that be want to be able to make the rules up as they go, and they want to train people to float along and to go along to get along, but they hate the Christian that has principles and standards and morals that are unmovable, amen, but the Bible says be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. When we make up our own rules, it is surely bound to fail. In today's message, Pastor Gary says that we must be steadfast in the ways of the Lord. Next time you are skeptical of a rule that is given to you, go back to Scripture. See if it goes against who God has called you to be. Oftentimes when we do that, God gives us the discernment of the Holy Spirit. When we lean on God, He is able to do mighty work through us. Trust in God today and allow Him to work through your life for His kingdom's cause. Now, here's Pastor Gary in the book of Joshua, chapter 6. As he continues his message, we have our marching orders. Verse 3, And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go around about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days, and seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. I want you to behold this sight. God is giving them direction on what they should do to defeat their enemy. And if you'll notice, uh, the only instruction he has given them thus far is what instrument to play and where to march. Amen. Uh, And how many times to march. He hasn't given them one sermon to preach. Uh, He has only said, go and march and play the trumpets uh, and don't say a word. Don't Shout, don't even whisper anything until you're told to. And this is their marching orders. Amen. Uh, and it's important for us to realize that no matter how foolish it may look to us, uh, no matter how weird it may seem sometimes, God will ask us to do things that don't make any logical human sense. Uh, but when we learn to obey the Lord, it works every time uh, because we're not smarter than God is, whether we believe that or not. Amen. I've heard of many a preacher get up under the unction of the Holy Ghost and give the church uh, the directive that the Holy Spirit of God was telling the pastor to give the church. And the church uh, rose up in rebellion and a church split occurred because the people, it didn't make any logical sense to them what the preacher was telling them God was telling him. Uh, And the church suffered a breach because some people decided that they were smarter than the Holy Ghost and they were smarter than the Word of God. 
and they were going to do it their way instead of God's way and they suffered as a result of their disobedience. May it never be said amongst us that we would forsake the voice of God through the word of God and spirit of God at the sacrifice of our logic, at the sacrifice of our understanding. What does the Bible say in Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6? Amen. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Sometimes God's going to give us direction and it's not going to make any sense to us. When God told me to come, I knew immediately that I'd be walking away from at least $20,000 in income. But let me tell you something, it's the best decision I've ever made in my life because I believe I'm right up smack dab in the middle of a move of God and it doesn't matter how much it costs me as long as the Lord is high and lifted up. And I'm not saying that to brag on Gary Caudle, but I, I want to ask you a question. What if I thought logically? What if I did what the average person was trained to do is figure it out on paper and wait until it made sense on paper, then make a move? Why well, I'd have never come. And I don't, I'm not saying God could, would never have done anything without me, but I'm simply saying that uh, when you follow the voice of God, sometimes it's not going to make sense on paper. Sometimes it's not going to make sense in your brain. And amen. <laughs> I'm just glad that he's my provider. Amen. I'm just glad that let come what may. Amen. God's going to take care of me. I'm not worried about it this morning. I'm thanking the Lord that he is high and lifted up and he has marching orders. And my, my job as a soldier is to simply salute my Lord and say, yes, sir. And then follow in obedience to his command. And as a church, it is, it is our obligation and our responsibility to follow to the letter the voice of God. This is our direction. Never forget that God has already gone before you and done things in preparation of your arrival and obedience that you know nothing about right now. We're not privy to all that God knows. Look at these people, Israel, coming up on the city of Jericho and discovering that they've done locked the whole city down. My, my, my. And then God says, see, it's almost like I read into that I told you so. And I imagine they had a few unbelieving Baptists in the midst. Amen. It's, I just don't know about this. Oh, I don't know, preacher. This, ooh. Man, what if we get up there and they start lunging uh, lunging there, what are they, what are them things? Catapult said, what if, we, what if we get up there and they start shooting arrows at What if we get up there and I could imagine the doubtful and frightful and the fearful? Can't you? And they discovered that they were down on gridlock. They wouldn't let nobody come out, go in. God said, see? And you know what God would say to us if we were walking in obedience? We'd step up to the horizons of God's next chapter in our lives and God would say, see? I told you so. Amen. We just got to trust the Lord that he's going before us because see, God is not a God of chaos and disorder. God is not catching up to current events and trying to figure out what he's going to do in response. God has already got the end figured out from the beginning. And I promise you, there's nobody can play chess like God can play chess. Amen. God knows exactly what moves to make to, to win every single time. If we'll just follow the voice of the Lord. Verses 1 and 2, he said, Now Jericho was straightly shut up. Amen. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I've given into thine hand Jericho. 
I mean, they're just nothing but sitting ducks. They're an easy target now. They're not out and about gathering weaponry and raising armies. They're, they're smitten with fear and in, in total panic mode. And boy, I like it when God puts the devil on the run, don't you? That's why we don't need to be distraught and worried and stressed when somebody says something negative about what God's doing around here. And when some a, a naysayer has something ill, uh, some ill will to say or some uh, grudge uh, from 30 years ago to bring up uh, when God's doing something new, just don't pay him no mind. All, all that does is reveals to us that the enemy is mad. The enemy's nervous. The enemy's afraid. And it don't bother me that when we have 100 last week and we only have 45 this week, that don't bother me either because I preach to fewer than this and God's just a stick in the building as ever. Listen, God don't need a whole bunch of people to worship him. He just needs a few that are sold out to the King of Kings and to the Lord of Lords. And we got to quit measuring our success based upon what we can see and start measuring our success based upon what we have heard and been obedient to. And I told you several months ago, it, the attendance may drop before it rises. And I'll add to that, it may never rise anymore. I hope it does. I pray it does. But is our objective as a church to increase our attendance? Or is our objective to go out and reach the lost? You would think that by default, the church will grow when you're reaching the lost. But you know, sometimes you'll lead somebody to the Lord and God will put them in another place. And we can either get bitter about that and say, well, I won't win nobody else to Christ because every time I do, they join the church down the road. Listen, that's God's business. You just keep winning them, amen? You don't worry about who they join up with and who God connects them with. We, are we not supposed to focus on the broader kingdom of God and not just our local church? If, if these local churches would come together and realize that we're all on the same team, amen, it'd be amazing at how many people, I mean, I, I've been told before, hey, just stay over in your territory. Can you believe that? I didn't know there was any territory in the world that was off limits. I thought he said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And I can't help it if you don't go to your own territory and God has to force me 30 miles down the road to reach the people that you're supposed to reach. Can somebody say amen right there? That, felt, that sounded a little cocky, so I apologize. God help us to see our, get our eyes on the direction that God has for us. So listen, we have our marching orders. For devotion, for direction. Thirdly, I'd like to say this. We have our dictation. Look at chapter 6, verses 6 through 11. And Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priest, said unto them, Take up the ark of the covenant. Let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. What we're doing now is we're discovering to see if Joshua followed the dictation of the Lord. All right. Verse 7. And said unto the people, Pass on and come past the city. Let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. It came to pass when Joshua had spoken unto the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns passed on before the Lord and blew with the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went before the priest and blew with the trumpets and the re-reward or rear guard came after the ark and the priests going on the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets joshua had commanded the people saying you shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day i bid you shout 
then shall ye shout. So the ark of the Lord compassed the city, going about at once, and they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. Now, quick question. Is Joshua following the commandment that he received from the Lord? Yes or no? He most certainly is. But I find it interesting there's some uh, some clarity. He, uh, it's, it's as if he heard God say more than what was written because he also says, don't say a single word until I tell you to shout. I'm talking about the dictation, uh, the, the words of God. Uh, I, I see a common theme in this section right here. First, notice that the ark of the Lord is going with them. That is symbolic of the Word of God and the presence of God. In that ark, they kept the tablets of stone, a.k.a. the Ten Commandments, that first God carved out of the stone with His finger. Then Moses got angry and busted them, you remember, and God made them chisel them by hand out of the, uh, out of the rock the second time. So this is that second set that Moses chiseled out of the rock and now this is the word of God that God has decreed for his people to live by being paramount in the march. The soldiers are bef- both before it and after it. You have the, the, the front soldiers and you have the rear guard. And right up in the middle of it with emphasis is the ark with the word of God in it and the priests who are the ministers of the word of God. What this tells us is that just because the people were instructed not to say a word doesn't mean something is not being said. I imagine that these people are frightened by the power of God and don't want to make one misstep because they've done it before and been smitten dead. So I could imagine, now maybe I'm reading between the lines that you can... Uh, come up to your own conclusions. But I imagine while they're not talking, they're probably quoting in their memory the Ten Commandments over and over again. Just meditating on the Word of God because they don't want a thought or a deed to step out of line with the dictates of God's Word. They want to get this right. And so they'd rather not say something than to say something amiss. Amen. And, and I just want to remind us that when God has already spoken on a matter or when God is speaking, we better just learn to be silent. If God has spoken, who are we to say something else? Who are we to say add to it? Who are we to take away from it? Who are we to question it? Who are we to create and invent our own words? But are we not in the Laodicean church age today where it seems like everybody's doing that which is right in their own eyes. It seems like such a huge amount of so-called churches today have completely run off the rails of God's Word. And they have, instead of marching to the dictates of God's Word, they're marching, babbling the whole time. Running their mouth the whole time. They're making it up as they go nowadays. Which way is the wind blowing? That's the, what, that's the new standard. Amen. There's a reason for truth. You know, they say truth is objective. It, well, my truth may not be your truth. That's a lie from the pits of hell. There's only one truth, and His name is Jesus Christ. 
Can I, yeah, go ahead and, and clap on that. That's all right. Amen. It's a lie from the pits of hell. If it's wrong for one person to commit adultery, it's wrong for another person to commit adultery. If it's wrong for one to be a homosexual, it's wrong for another one to be a homosexual. Amen. If, if it's wrong, for, you know, if it's wrong for one to cheat on a spouse, it's wrong for the other. I've, I've heard tell of people say, well, the Lord told me to, to, uh, to divorce my husband. He didn't tell you no such because it's against the word of God. Amen. People making up the rules as they go to fit. Their, their, they call it situational ethics in their colleges. And they brainwashed our kids into thinking that anything can go. You know why? Because the governments and the powers that be want to be able to make the rules up as they go. And they want to train people to float along and to go along to get along. But they hate the Christian that has principles and standards and morals that are unmovable. Amen. But the Bible says be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that you labor not in vain in the Lord. And I'm glad for some solid truths that'll never change no matter who's in the White House or anywhere else in the world. They may legalize every sin that this Bible stands against, but just because it's legal in man's eyes don't mean it's legal in the eyes of God. Amen. And let me tell you something, I'm not about to cower, I'm not about to bend, and if they start trying to force us to, uh, as pastors in the Baptist churches to marry homosexuals, you can count me out if I had to go to jail, because I'm not going to violate the Word of God for you or anybody else. Can I get an amen? But now we can get all mad, flustered, and frustrated about what they're doing. Now I'm preaching against the homosexuals, but probably there ain't none in here. So I'm going to try to help us where we're at. What principles, what truths might we be violating in the church? And I'll let the Holy Spirit reveal that to you as He will. All I ask as a pastor is that you pay attention to the counsel that I give from the pulpit. You know why? Because I will give 99.9% .9 of the counsel that you need from the pulpit. I'm serious. If people are spiritually discerned enough, they can pick up on what the Spirit's saying to the church. And they can learn how to apply it to their own lives without me having to come and babysit them and give them step-by-step -step instructions. When I mean, I can't tell you how many times people come and ask me for advice. And if they literally had just listened to the sermon I just preached, they would have got everything they needed. Amen. Amen. Amen I'm talking about just following the voice of God and the Word of God. Uh, I want to challenge this church to, to pay attention to the counsel that the Spirit of God gives to us from the pulpit. Because I will seldom pull you to the side in private and bring up an issue if God has already brought it up in the pulpit. Right. And here's why. Here's why Jesus would speak in parables. <coughs> so that those who are spiritually discerned would pick up on it. And those who are not spiritually discerned would be totally clueless and God wouldn't even give them the advantage of revealing it to them why because they're not hungering and thirsting for it amen God's no God's not he told us not to do this and he's not going to he's not going to cast his pearls before swine why would he enlighten your eyes to some great truth if you've rejected what light he's already given you 
You, hear, you see, see what I'm saying? And, and you've got to realize that some, many times the Holy Spirit is telling you exactly what you need to know if you'll just open your heart and open your mind and open your eyes and say, Lord, speak to me through the preaching of the Word of God and help me to hear what it is that you'll have. And I've preached to a hundred people and I've got different variations of how it helped people. And it might even seem like that one subject is completely unrelated to the next because God knows how to take that Word and tailor fit it for each and every individual as they need something from God. I've got up and preached on salvation and not a soul get saved. And I've got up and preached on praise and worship and two or three get saved. I, don't, I can't explain that. I just know that the Holy Spirit knows how to unlock the heart, open the mind, and the understanding to what's needed in every moment of every day of every hour. And He is a real-time God. He is a real-time God. That means he'll speak to you right now in this moment. Amen. And we, may, we need to be dictated by the word of God. Joshua had commanded the people saying, you shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice. And I found, you know what I found? That the whole time we've had the word of God in our hands, people still saying stuff that have nothing to do with this Bible. I found it in churches, though they have the Bible on full display right up front that nothing out of the pulpit comes anywhere close to what that Bible actually says. Or worse, I've seen from the pulpit the Word of God preached boldly, unapologetically, plainly, truthfully, and nobody in the congregation is willing to listen to it because they've got their own opinions, and that's more important than anything else. And God wants us to learn how to be dictated by the Word and otherwise quit talking. Because God's already said it. God's already spoken Amen. And I like what one preacher said, and I'll say it again. Speak where God has spoken. Speak what God has spoken and be silent where God's been silent. Amen. But I have no business saying something in direct contradiction to God's word. And I don't think it's fair to the pastors for churches today to expect the pastor to jump through man-made hoops that the Word of God strictly forbids them to jump through. Can I get an amen? And I thank God I don't feel like I'm being put, uh, forced through that kind of avenue here. I've been there before, but I'm rejoicing that y'all have given me freedom to come in here and ride back and preach the Word of God. Amen. And I say this, as long as we have the freedom to preach and obey the Word of God, we're going to be okay. Amen. amen. We're going to be okay. But we need to pray for our fellow pastors who are struggling underneath the, the stress. They're trying to march around the walls of Jericho with God's covenant, with God's presence. They're trying to follow exactly and precisely the prescription that will bring the walls of division down. That'll bring the walls of opposition down. You, you can, you can uh, call them walls anything you want, but it's anything that opposes the voice and will of God for your life. And that preacher's doing everything he can to guide people, but the whole time he's preaching, they're coming back with a rebuttal. They're coming back with something else, and they've not learned to be quiet in the presence of God Almighty and to listen and to obey. And we need as a church to be constantly reminded that the Word of God is paramount above all else. And I have made up my mind as a preacher, I'm going to study the real deal so that I can identify any counterfeits or any fakes 
or any opposition to it. So we have our dictation, but number four and lastly, I want to point something out. We can shout on this. We have our marching orders for discipleship. You see, where do you see discipleship in this preacher? I'm glad you asked. Amen. Look at chapter 6, verse 20. We're going to read verses 20 through 24. So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet. Thanks for listening today to Pastor Gary's message on True North. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an edition. If you've enjoyed today's message, please leave us a note in the comments and be sure to share these teachings with others. True North is a part of Gary Cottle Ministries, and you can learn more by visiting our website, garycottle.com. Is there something we could be praying for in your life right now? Let Pastor Gary know by sending an email to contact at garycoddle.com. That's contact at Gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. Would you do something for us too? Would you pray for this ministry of True North? We want to make sure we're following God's plans for us at all times, with courage to step out in faith and humility to allow Him to work. Please pray that we'd stay tethered to the Lord always. Would you also pray for others who will be listening to this broadcast? Pray that God will open ears and hearts to His truth, and that many will come to know Jesus as their personal Savior. Thanks for partnering with us in this way. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for joining us for this edition of True North.